Welcome everybody, welcome everybody who's listening, who's tuning in and <laughs> who's ready for some new juice. Uh, I'm Ava and I'm your host and before we start this show I want to let you know there are several ways to give back. Before we receive we also make a commitment to give back either way you give back to yourself or you give back to the community or you give back to me now by giving back to yourself is basically applying what resonates with you what is your truth together with what is shared and working on yourself just evolving right evolving second giving back to the community if you already are aware of this truth within you and you find truths within what is shared then continue sharing it you can share by subscribing and then sharing on the social media platforms all of the links is below as well as on my webpage where you can share my webpage information or just simply share what parts of the these episodes work with you and how they work with you on a personal level that way people can understand it more thoroughly and more deeply and we can continue on spreading the ripple effects the waves on the water and let the sunshine hit where the shadows is hiding now to the third part by giving back to me uh you can do this by easily subscribing like i said through my web page but also of course sharing like i told you and then most importantly if you wish to donate you can donate because i do this on a freely basis purely because i love it but i also do want to make sure that i can stabilize an income and so if you want to contribute to that which makes me grow which makes you grow which makes everybody grow then you can do that through the donate button or the donate link and you'll find that too in the description box and you easily donate any amount to my PayPal account so thank you for doing that as well now let's get on to the show let's get on to the juice let's get on to what is cooking enjoy this episode bless Darling, darling, you're beautiful, gotta keep your head up, never let anything bring you down, sunshine will always come around, stay strong, move on, you have such a beautiful soul, let your energy beautiful 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 beloved whomever you are out there listening to this this will be my final recording and i have recorded another recording but i did do it in the midst of spite and purging so i realized meanwhile listening to it that recording that it was not the way that i wanted to go out i want to go out in a peaceful harmonious symphony Many of the 
many of the, or I would say, let's say like this, a lot of the programming that we've encountered throughout the period coming from, quote unquote, the Renaissance, uh, lingering on towards the industrialization and the 1800s, 1900s, 20th century movements, especially going into Hollywood, there has been this programming that we've received saying, if you go out, go out with a bang, or end it when you're at the top, or, you know, be the best you can, aka Frank Sinatra, Marilyn Monroe, etc., etc., but listen, I'm not sure that they did the best they could. I'm, I'm not sure that that programming is really truthful. In fact, I am completely sure that it's not. Because we cannot go out with a bang if we want to be at peace with ourselves. If we go out with a bang, we are not the best of ourselves. A bang can be <laughs> a birth into something new. And of course, a bang is extremely potent and extremely powerful, but the way that I see it, a loud, obnoxious bang. Yes, I'm driving you guys, and I'm not going to go out with a bang literally here. I'm going <laughs> to ride my vehicle all the way home. Um, a loud, obnoxious bang, an ending... is way more uh, suited to the cinematography and the storytelling and even the layout and the plot of storytelling in plays, in shows, and all of that that is aligned with the Hollywood era that is connected to the historic era that we've that we've received a lot of this programming from which of course is amazing like there's a lot of good stuff to it it's a lot of good stuff that came out of the 1700s to the 1800s to 1900s to 2000s too but you guys if we look at the overview the overall there's a lot of crap there's so much bullshit and shit and suffering and inequality and imbalance and injustice to just name some there has been a lot of famines slavery slaughters child abusive mass population demolitions mind controlling schemes to just name a few, you guys, to just name a few. So if we look at the history of our time, there's been a lot of great thinkers, a lot of beautiful, beautiful, great thinkers, great artists and artisans, great inspirational leaders. But these people, they came because they came to balance out the extreme darkness and heaviness and the weight of the thickness of that era or of those eras. So the same goes with the storytelling mode. The and and I'm 
I'm gonna get to the point so you'll get this too. The storytelling mode, the way that it, the way that it plot thickens into drama, the way that it later on <laughs> explodes into some kind of climax or even to some degrees anticlimax, but usually climax, and then ends off with a feel-good ending where the good girl the good girl and the good guy always win over the quote-unquote bad girls and guys so yeah my English is not really fluent today but it'll be what it'll be anyway that kind of layout is also the foundation for for example the American dream or at least some parts of it and it's also the foundation for a lot of capitalism because capitalism in itself is founded in in other words on on the Roman culture and I don't mean the Slavic Roman culture I mean the Italian Roman culture and that later on were of course incepted into the American society and then broadcasted through that pillar of communication and if you don't understand me you'll get it later okay and if you don't understand me but want to get me now <laughs> just look at the story and the layout of the narratives because I'm talking about the narratives that we have been telling ourselves throughout history for quite some time now so why is this important this is important because the more the media is utilized for our day-to-day -day functions the more so we allow that channel or those channels to communicate to us what is in alignment to how we want to live our lives what we want to be embodied as and also how we wish to create even though we might be subconsciously creating it we're still allowing it to a certain degree if you haven't listened to my other podcasts already please do so and you'll find all about what I'm talking about there you'll find a lot about I'm talking about the media and the broadcasting and communication and how to sort out, how to discern, how to use your own narrative and reinvent yourself. But today I want to speak about how to understand, how to make things right. And not only how to make things right, because I've been speaking a lot in my articles and perhaps also in my podcast about making peace with the past. At least to me, that's a big, big, big chunk of what I've been working on the past, well, at least 10 years, making peace with the past. Making peace with the past to me has altered in its expression, but first and formally, or foremost, it's been about cleansing karma. It's been about cutting the cord or cutting the tail of which we leave behind so that my children doesn't have to or don't have to 
evolve into the same narrative and the same reactions and actions and the same constructions that I've had but I want them to have their own story their own evolution and something even more than what I've experienced I want it to continue on to be fruitful and blessed and abundant and I want to break old patterns so that's been my you know focus <clears throat> but instead of just making peace now I want to talk about how to have a relationship and how to renew that relationship with ourselves and with our narratives how to renew our stories how to not only reprogram because it I know that to some they get it completely what I'm talking about reprogramming and they can access that reality within themselves and that sphere and that multidimensional um, creational mode so to say within themselves and recreate themselves out of that solution or out of that direction but to some it might seem a little bit harsh or mechanic or robotic and so to tell you that it's not it's just simply a term it's a, a way to what do you call it it's, it's linguistics basically it's, it's linguistics so another way to say that you reprogram is that you reinvent or not only resolve but resurrect or how about this how about you have a story that you don't feel is suited for you anymore just like a partner or a relationship that you chose to end things with so you call it your ex and instead of being your ex-partner or your ex-friend or your ex-co-worker it'll be your ex-story it'll be the story that you used to tell yourself and maybe perhaps when you tell people about how you've evolved tr trust me this is this is an anecdote to something that I know that we all do and I've done it myself and listen I've done yeah I do it <laughs> I do it let's let's honor and own what we talk about um, we say oh I used to do this but I don't do that anymore although that is very powerful that saying I used to do that but I don't do that anymore although that narrative gives us some kind of resolution it doesn't really give us resurrection and it does definitely not wow that's a huge crow okay no that that was a that was a corp is it called corp no anyway raven it was a raven I saw a huge raven uh, sorry because <laughs> I love birds I love birds I'm going to bird tribe and uh, although it doesn't give us it, it gives us resolution it doesn't necessarily give us resurrection it doesn't give us rebirth of the old so it doesn't really evolve us the whole way the entire way it keeps us to a degree in a kind of loop 
where we believe that we have already evolved because we put that pattern, that story, or that behavior behind us. So we no longer wish to affiliate with it. We can say, oh, I used to hang out with these people, but I don't. Or I used to believe in, in um, this religion, but now I don't. Or I used to smoke this and this, but now I don't. Or I used to buy clothes from there, but now I don't. Or I used to date that guy, but now I don't. I used to be in love with that girl, but now I'm not. So, what does it do to us? <clears throat> Saying that to ourselves. Claiming that towards others. Well, it actually boosts our belief of that narrative. That there is something that we've put behind us. It's a part of our past. We are done with and there's nothing else to it. We do not wish to talk about it. We do not, we do not wish to continue on adding to it. We do not wish to... <coughs> excuse me. Um, count that into our story any further. So it's a part of our past. In a way, we dissect it out of our reality and we put that away. So it's a form of separation. It's a form of separation. And to a certain degree, it is very healthy because it gives us a straight boundary of here I am and here I used to be. So we can see ourselves. We can witness our own evolution and the steps that we've taken. We can give ourselves credit for what we've done and we can claim ownership of how we've ended something and moved on. So that's very good. That's very empowering. But when it becomes something that we tell ourselves or something that we tell our, our surroundings, our community, our friends or our family, the narrative itself can hold a power over us even more than we hold a power over ourselves. Because the narrative becomes a form of induced liberation. But it is not a truthful liberation because it's simply a story. The true liberation is when we can truly feel how the past isn't scary anymore, isn't even affecting us anymore, and how we can actually go to these places or projects or people or whatever we connected to the past or the memories. We can go to these focal points and we will no longer be reactive we will actually no longer wish to separate ourselves because we see clearly we feel clearly we are clearly embodied into our new truth so where am I getting with this basically when we ask ourselves or when we ask God or when we ask people around us we ask when is it over when is it over when is something over perhaps a dramatic instance in our life or some form of disruption in our life or some kind of chaotic event in our life we wish that to be over whatever we are suffering from we wish that to be over and it might be a relationship with somebody 
but it can also be a relationship with ourselves. That's what I'm saying. Is that a relationship with ourselves that we feel like we need to free ourselves from. That we feel like we need to liberate ourselves from. That we feel like we need to separate ourselves from. Because we want it so bad to be over. We can't take it anymore. We are done. We feel like we're done. You know that instance, I have that a lot. And you know, even though sometimes the more the more the more we actually <laughs> the more we evolve into our truest nature, the less we feel that way. And so I can honestly say that I feel it less these days, but it doesn't make it doesn't make it less effective or less intense I still have these moments in my life when I'm like oh my god when is it over or when I tell myself I can't take this anymore and it can be a way of living or it can simply be something that you know my child is doing you know it's like I'm done I'm done with you doing this and this and this or I can be this with myself I'm done with me doing this and this and this I don't know if you get what I'm saying but the whole point is that 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 belief that we can be done with something that something is over that there is a finite there is an ending is simply a narrative that does not work any longer i'm telling you guys if we want to be embodied in the full multidimensionality that we are if we want to reclaim the infinite source creator energy that we have full access to whenever we want to if we are fully allowed through God as God by God then we have to stop <laughs> stop 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 no not stop see there's nothing about having to stop we we have to autocorrect let's say that we have to autocorrect our language me included we have to autocorrect the narratives that we've been fed through various media, including that with going out with a bang. Because it it talks about it talks about a story, um, the classic what's it called in English? Drama dramaturgy? Dramaturgy? I don't know. Let's see what it it it's called. The classical um, narrative where we move from a problem into a resolution and then into the climax and then into some kind of feel-good ending. Talks about a problem being something that we have to solve. It talks about our natural state of being is a feel-good, happy, let's not talk about this, that thing that happened ever again kind of attitude. It talks about how we are at our best. When we shine the most, when we overcome obstacles, when we are heroes in the story. But it doesn't really tell us the entire truth. Because the entire truth is so much more nuanced than that story. The entire truth talks about how we can 
not only make peace with our past, but actually overlayer and overwrite the narrative of the past so that the past becomes our present, becomes our future, becomes our present again. The way that it works is that, for example, I'm going to give you an example. I have a lot of, <laughs> one, of my, one of my karmic um, lessons that I've learned over and over again in multi, multiple layers is the one of home and family, of stability and security, and that includes the physical home and physical family, physical security, and physical stability. So, I've gone from believing in a narrative where the one thing that is stable is my room. So, I was growing up sheltering myself from the world around me because the world around me was too chaotic. And the only way that I could cope with it was to lock myself in my room and do things that I love to do and be in my own little bubble. Without having the proper tools, I grew up believing that that was the true way of handling the world around me. So whenever I was experiencing something being too chaotic, especially on the home front, I needed my own little bubble, which was never a problem when I was younger because then, you know, I could, I, I was basically living by myself, so my home was my haven, that, that was a place that I went to to just recharge and, yeah, resurrect myself. It was never a problem, and it was never an addiction either. It was a true balance. But the only balance I had then was with myself and my own direction. And everyone around me were outside the bubble, just like they were when I was a child. So then it came to when I started to live with a partner. Things kind of changed. Because from the beginning, I started to live with them at their places and it was usually their parents place because they were young and I was young and I just kind of had like sleepovers or came for a day to visit and I never really you know it was never really a problem because I was visiting their bubble to me from my perspective it was their bubble and so When I eventually had to live with a partner, I saw, or I believe that I had to give up my bubble. I had to give up my bubble because it was isolating myself from that person. So then I went from having a lot of boundaries to no boundaries. And the no boundary thing was never a good thing, right? Because the no boundary thing made me very vulnerable without knowing how to handle it. And uh, it also, of course, harmed me because I didn't really get to resurrect or at least I didn't get to recharge. I was kind of 
allowing somebody to live off of my bubble or giving my bubble up in a self-sacrificial way and then living on somebody else's bubble. It was a very, very codependent attitude towards home and family and security and stability. Energetically, the way that it could look was that I didn't get enough sleep or I slept too much. I didn't do enough of the physical, like cleansing and cleaning in the home environment, or I did way too much. Like there was no balance, right? There was no balance. Same with economy. Either I spent all my money when I had it on that person that I live with and the home because the other person didn't or it was the other way around I didn't have any money so I lived off of their economy and demanded them to put more money into the home and the housing and the furniture and all of that because that provided me with that security so that is a pattern, that is a narrative that I've had for a long time, even in adulthood and becoming a mother. And then eventually I had to go find my own bubble again and start all over from scratch, right? And yeah, you know, it's very good to have your own bubble. It's very good to have your own story and to have that narrative. But listen, that story and that narrative was never really mine to start with. It was a reaction to how the world was perceived through my child when I grew up. And I grew up in a huge family. Like, we were at one... So I had two different homes. No real connection to my own privacy sphere because there was a lot of siblings. And I was the oldest of six siblings. Six kids and that was a lot of turbulence and fighting and I mean can you imagine I mean some of you might have grown up in equally as large families and know all about what it's like you basically get no privacy no time alone so it becomes very important of course but that reactive state continued on into a larger and larger amount of suppression of myself and my own truth but also a larger and larger enhancement of that story so eventually it became that it wasn't only like my family doesn't give me enough space and time it was the world doesn't give me enough space and time the universe doesn't give me enough space and time I can't give myself enough space and time and it didn't, it didn't matter where I went on my karmic journey of home and family. It never was enough because that narrative was what came with me. Even though I thought and I, and I did believe and I did all I could do to end the cycles. So I ended a lot of cycles. I ended many cycles and I and I t told myself enough is enough I saw the behavior I said enough is enough and I ended it I was like no it's, it has to stop you know out of aggression or 
irritation or just very strong clear boundary here is the boundary enough is enough and I ended a lot of relationships with people and I ended a lot of relationships with cities and also with homes because it was never enough and the same with one city in particular that I'm actually now moving into again and this is the funny part because this city some of you who know me personally you know exactly which one I'm talking about it's a pretty dense town it's a small it's a, it's a small city it's not a town it's a pretty dense place and it has triggered that narrative within me so many times because it is so dense and it is pretty chaotic and there is it, it is easy to perceive the imbalances going on and injustice going on but it is also very multidimensional multifaceted and if I wish to I now see that I can perceive something else out of it and now that I know how to balance myself out disregarding of what the external environment looks like then it'll it it will be and it is a lot easier for me to cope with situations because there's literally nothing that I have to cope with you understand what I'm saying I don't I don't believe that something external is disturbing me to that degree anymore and hence I don't need a bubble I don't need to isolate and I don't need to separate myself from it I know my way home without actually needing to go into a physical home if you know what I'm saying <laughs> well you know finding your way home inside of yourself it's a long road and it goes on several layers and that's what I'm talking about moving into this town now that I'm moving into this town again I see clearly that my relationship not only with this with the with the city has changed but also with myself and especially with that story because I have definitely try to separate myself from that town that city several times just like I've done with some of my boyfriends <laughs> and I know that some of my boyfriends and friends has done with me I mean that's that's a very reactive state we take you know when it gets too triggered when something is too wounded when it's just too much imbalance we cut it loose we say no more enough I can't take it and that's you know that's an honest reaction it is but also if we learn from the situation we don't have to repeat it that's what I'm saying and you know that's pretty obvious to some of us if we learn from the situations we don't have to redo things karmically we don't have to start new cycles we actually don't have to even move cyclical we can spiral and the spiral becomes thinner and thinner and thinner and the waves and the vibration becomes more balanced and harmonic so if my, if this if this 
like my story, if my story were a relationship with somebody, my story connected to the narrative that I've been speaking about, my home and my family, what I've done the past year has definitely been about healing that relationship. Because I believe in healing relationships. And I've I've always wanted to communicate in relationships because I thought that that was, the, that was the way to talk about things, to sit down and understand each other. But, you know, there's a lot of times when we don't, as human beings, don't understand each other. But there's even more times when we sit down with ourselves and we don't get a thing that we're, we're doing ourselves. We don't understand ourselves fully. And then we might need to take some time out. But I just want to say that it can be pretty foolish to, and sometimes dangerous even, to start to talk about as if something is ending and that it is finite. Because things are never finite. Things are infinite. It can morph. It can change. It can overlap and overwrite and resurrect and recreate itself. But it does not end. Things never end. Nothing ever ends. And sometimes we people, we humans, we need drama. We need that kind of drama to realize what it truly means to understand the lesson even more. Because the drama amplifies the energy. The drama holds the key to our deepest triggers, of course. But there's a huge, I would say, famine going around in the New Age community where we have to, like, heal ourselves and by, by you know, dissecting into our own wounds and finding out what is the trigger points and pressing the triggers as if we had pimples and we all we need to do is take out the shit and heal and heal and heal. But instead of healing, we actually infect and sometimes we make it worse. There's a lot of beliefs that we have to cut things away from ourselves, that we have to separate things from ourselves, that we have to purge things out of ourselves, that we have to cleanse ourselves. And really, that is a belief. Perhaps that belief itself can be overwritten or recreated. Because, for example, this city that I felt was very dense, and it is still very dense. My relationship with it has changed. My relationship with myself has changed. And if that relationship was a person... I would say instead of going back into the same relationship with that person again, I am feeling anew, yet I remember some of the old. And each time I go into that city, I greet it as if it's an old friend or a family member that I've actually mended things with, heel rifted in, and I'm no longer reactive to it. And it is no longer affected by my reaction either. So in a sense, I can hang out with that family member on a day-to-day basis without feeling threatened. And what I've done is that instead of feeling like this was the 
relationship that was the most threatening to me in in my home section has been the least threatening has actually been the key to where I can reinvent myself and where I can find my strength find my courage and know myself even further So to just make it less twisted, I want to say that there is a belief saying that the wounds and the darkness and the shadows that are unhealed, that they are what saves us, that they are our resurrection. That's not true. The shadow and the wounds and the suffering can never be our resurrection. That path can never be the resurrection. However, when we heal internally so that we can evolve out of that behavior that keeps on feeding these shadows, these wounds, and the, this suffering, then we can actually begin to see that our way into resurrection is reinvention, is recreation. Is resolution, in a sense, of a relationship from being dramatic, from being a lot of drama, to being harmonious, healthy, and even helpful. I have this long list of things that I wanted to say in this podcast because there's so much that I still want to say. And I wanted to clarify a lot of different claims that is out there in the New Age community. And I wanted to clarify a lot of false beliefs and I wanted to reclaim the truth in a lot of matters and I wanted to reconnect you guys as listeners to to uh, to to an informative state where you can make your own decisions but in doing that I would have to go on and go deeper <laughs> into each subject that I chose to dissect and clarify. And it's the same things with wounds. Because for, like, a, a part of me wanted to clarify these subjects that I'm not talking about yet. Um, because I was, in a sense, reactive to something that was broadcasted in or informed online or out in the ether. So, for example, somebody said something about mm, walk-ins. That's just one subject. Or somebody said something about... What else was it? Authenticity. That's another subject. And instantly my spirit went like... My being went like, no! Like, this is... <laughs> this has to be clarified! <laughs> And yeah, you know, 
to me, I wish to clarify that, but that's me having to autocorrect my narrative. And I wish to autocorrect a lot of narratives, but that desire to autocorrect, that desire to change things stems from believing that something has to stop. That desire to end things is still rooted and anchored in a belief that we are finite and that all things are finite, which is, of course, extremely wrong because nothing is ever finite. There is no such thing as an ending. An ending is always a beginning, and a beginning is always an ending. They are the one and the same. And I've always came to that conclusion. That has always been my truth, and it will always be my truth. And to to some of you, that might be pretty obvious. To some of you, it might be something that you need to be reminded of. Yet, to me, it is the essence and the, the mystery lies within that, within that ending and beginning. For example, to know the story of life, we have to know the story of death. To me, balance is coming together at the zero point. To me, balance is making a harmonious, not making, but having a harmonious, vibratory communion with yourself and with the world around you, whatever subject that has triggered you before. So when something triggers us, when we come into a reactive state, triggers and reactions are extremely powerful and potent and necessary a lot of times. And they are necessary and they are potent and powerful until they aren't. We cannot change that. We cannot say, oh, I should have done something differently because no, you did it the way you did. I did it the way I did. You don't have to change that. All you have to know is that you did it the way you did it. I did it the way I did it. And that's okay. That was the way that you reacted then, the way that I reacted then, that we have reacted. That's the story that we have told ourselves. That's the narrative that we've bought into before. But now we can see the same narrative and the same story in a new way as soon as we get that reaction out of our system by not engaging in it any longer. And when we don't engage it in it any longer, when it doesn't come natural to us, we will know it. Because some stories we wish to continue on because it serves our ego. Some stories about suffering we wish to be addicted to. And I've told this so many times. We wish to be addicted to because it gives us some form of reimbursement on an egocentric path of believing that we are only individuals and it is all about us and we only have the power and nobody can hurt us when we do things the way that we want to do things the way that we think that is right. But we can be so freaking stubborn, you guys. We can be so freaking stubborn and I'm talking about us as human beings. We are so beautiful and so unique. And as a collective, as a whole, we are equally as beautiful and equally as unique. 
That's why there's so much darkness and there has been so much darkness surrounding us, trying to manipulate and control us, trying to overwrite our stories and has kidnapped and manipulated our imprints, our DNA, our codes, our stories, our narratives. Because it serves that energy. That energy gets high off of getting us low. And the more we react to that energy, that suffering, that darkness, that needing to get out, that needing to get out of something, needing to cut something away, needing to push something away, needing to separate, that feeling of needing to separate, the more that holds the power over us, the more I want us to, I want to invite us to really, really, really feel into if that is true or if that is a false sense of narrative, if that's a false story that we keep on telling ourselves. Because sometimes, like I said, the reaction is organic, the reaction is natural, and it happens automatically and we cannot change it. But sometimes it is a loop. It is a story that goes on as if it's just another movie, Hollywood movie. And once that Hollywood movie has ended, there comes a new Hollywood movie with a new set of of stars and a new director and a new cast and a new um, background story. But it, in the essence, it's the same narrative, if you get my point. And we consume that narrative over and over again because they feed us it. And by saying they, I mean, well, those who do not stand by God, those who do not commit to God, those who do not see or honor God in the way that God should be honored. And that's why I feel like it's so important still to not only make peace with the past, but to make love with the past. And when we make love with something, we do it with profound set of peace. And in that peace, there's bliss. And in that bliss, and in that peace, we've entered zero point ultimate point of balance and harmony and in that space there is no longer a story so the story loses its power over us and then out of that love making we can access that creational function that love making that unifying unification has and unification ultimately, is rebirth. So when we look at the world around us today, we think that this is the Armageddon, or that one story is ending and another one is beginning. Well, let me tell you, there's a lot of stories beginning. There's a lot of stories ending. There's also a lot of stories on repeat. 
that seems like they are ending, seems like they are rebirthing, but they're not really rebirthing. They are simply reinvented, but not recreated. So it's kind of half, half and half. It's not full truth. It's some truth, and it's a lot of lie and falsity too. That's why it's so important to look at our basic way of living and to really ask ourselves not only in a practical sense or an ideological sense how we want to live but how do we live now and what is the story that we bring to each moment And does that still apply? Is that still truthful? You know? And that's the straight analogy to self-empowerment. And it talks about checking ourselves before we wreck ourselves. It talks about that self-reflection. That self-questioning. And in each moment, asking ourselves... Is this story still something that I want to apply to my life? <clears throat> Because if it's not, then it's very, very, very easy to end it. And by ending it, I mean that we don't have to cut it away from our lives. Because that's no way to end addic addiction. We have to slowly reform it. Slowly resurrect it into something new. We can utilize whatever we've put into the furnace. We can utilize that which is left over to rebuild something new. We can override it and layer it. And, and, and that's ultimately what I wanted to say. That's also how I kind of want to go out. With this podcast, it's like each each episode, if you've really listened to what I've been saying, of course it has a lot to do with your own perception of life. It has everything to do with that, <laughs> actually. And a lot it has to do also with your personal relationship to the stories that I've been telling and to the way that I am telling my stories. <clears throat> But if you get what I'm saying still, then each podcast, each episode has been basically the same narrative but in a new reinvented form so i'm giving you the codes i'm giving you the same kind of codes each time in each episode there is the similar activation going on and the activation is a form of re-acknowledgement of who you are of what is your truth and of your power, your innate power, which lies within the innocence of you and your essence and how you can utilize that and how you can manage that without trying to steer it or pull it or push it. And I would say I'm evolving too. Of course, we are all evolving. 
But evolution too is, it's just, it's, it's metamorphosis. It's an endless metamorphosis. And it's so beautiful because as, as, I, as much as I love metamorphosis, that is my ultimate gift to you. That is my ultimate expression. And so each story that I've told has been talking about some form of metamorphosis through empowerment. And some form of, I wouldn't say rebirth, but it started out that way. And today, I was sitting here with my son and my daughter, and I was driving them down to their father's, and we listened to a song which I love, and... I told my son this song was about the singer's uh, mother who passed away. And my son, he's very sensitive. He's such a beautiful soul. He's eight and he started to cry. And instead of asking him why he cried, I understood why he cried. And so I told him the story of my grandfather when my grandfather passed away, which is his great-grandfather. And I told him how, how I was very young and how at that moment I still understood that it was never, like death was never something scary. I told him about how my grandfather passed away and my father carried me into the room where his dead body was, where the family that was mourning was collected around. And we were all in grief and we were all in pain and we were all in mourning and, and my Father, he asked me because it was in a hospital. It was in a hospital room. He has been he he had he had had cancer and he passed away in cancer. And my father, he asked me, "Do you want to say goodbye?" And I told him, "No." He said, "Do you want to say goodbye to grandfather?" And I told him, "No, that because that's not grandfather." Because in that moment, I saw and I knew that his spirit wasn't there anymore. That was simply the shell. The former self's almost like a caterpillar that used to be a cater that used to be a caterpillar, but now is a butterfly. And in the other part of the room, I saw beautiful, vigorous, golden, glooming, loving light. And the moment I told my son that, he he lit up himself. He went out of his tears and he said, "And that was great grandfather." I'm like, "Yes, that was great grandfather. That was his soul." He's like, wow. And I was like, yeah. And he told me, and I, and I told my son, and he told me, my great, the great-grandfather, he told me that he was fine. He wasn't in pain anymore. He was liberated. He was free. And I felt only joy. I felt only gratitude. And I felt only bliss. And in that moment, I was four and a half, and I understood that death was one of the most beautiful gifts that we can give ourselves even though it's the most scary thing to open and unpack and debunk, it's also the most powerful and potent medicine there is. Because death is never death. Birth is never birth. There's never only an ending and only a beginning. No. They are one and the same and they are the metamorphosis. They are, they are that special beautiful core moment where one thing meets the other or at least one perceived thing 
meets the other perceived thing and becomes one and when there is an understanding within a human mind or even a third dimensional being that there is only this thing and this thing is change and this thing is life and this thing is death and this thing is metamorphosis and this thing is where we have the key to our full embodiment of our God light, of our life, of who we are, of our core essence. And I don't mean that it has to be something dramatic. I believed in many instances that it had to be because I had to have that drama to understand. Like I told you, I had to understand the first layers of that narrative on a very dramatic way but the more and the deeper I go into it I see I see the beauty in le petite mort and I don't mean the orgasm in the sexual act but it can be it can be because it is a love making like I said we can make love instead of just make peace we can make love with the past with the memories, with the instances, with the narratives. And when we make love, when we come into that orgasmic state, we realize that there is no story. We realize ourselves to be free. And the glory is so infinite. And the glory is so beautiful. And the glory is so powerful that we come to only gratitude. And we bow down in gratitude. And we bow down in presence because we have realized fully who we are. And we, in that moment, understand exactly what we have to do to recreate the story. And so with that, I want to ask you too, before I end this, to ask you to see where in your story have you reinvented yourself but perhaps kept the narrative ongoing. And how can you then change it up? How can you then evolve it? How can you put it into a metamorphic state? An orgasmic state? A cosmic state of being? Because we all have that core fun fundamental lesson, our karmic lesson. And if you find that, for me, it has many little rivers, but the big river is that of metamorphosis. And the smaller rivers has been that of home, and that of partnerships, and that of economy. And the even tiny rivers has been the people, and the places, and the projects. But all of that is connected, and all of that is important. And if you trace that back to your origin, you'll find the source of the belief, and you'll find that belief very scary perhaps to meet but also so 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 good to meet because when that meeting when we no longer push back our true organic reaction to it we can allow ourselves to react we can get it out of our system in a react in a reactive state without hurting anyone or hurting ourselves in an allowing accepting state and we don't have to continue on paying attention to something that doesn't serve us anymore. And we can then utilize it for a greater good.
And it can be painful to reunite with it, of course. Because we still can be scared to go back to our past. Because we ended things with our past. And we don't want it to continue on in the same way. But that is where self-trust has to come in. Self-trust and complete and uttermost faith in the divine, in God, in ourselves. That we will not go back to the way that things were. There is no going back because there is no <laughs> there is no past. There is no past. So neither is there any future. It is only here and now. And in that here and now, we have infinite possibilities to recreate and rewrite our story. Reuse our narrative for our greatest good. And it's not about the affirmations that we tell ourselves or the tools that we do use to dissect ourselves open. I wouldn't say that's a loving way to find our origin of, of karma or of lessons. To dissect ourselves is very aggressive and, like I said, can hurt us even more. But sometimes we do that automatically and organically and then it is perfectly so. So I'll leave you with this. This is my 22 podcasts and my 22 transmissions. And I believe, I really believe that I will never stop doing this. I will never stop doing this no matter what form of expression it is because this is the way I started doing it. I started to paint. I started to draw. I started to write about metamorphosis. And my first exhibition as an artist was called Metamorphosis. So my final one will also be that there is no finality. <laughs> and that's the beauty and the paradox of me. And what is yours? I'm asking you to find what is yours. Because that gift is so, 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 so vital for the world to partake in. And when I'm saying the world, I don't only mean the external world. I mean your internal world too. For you to partake in. And I know it's hard. And that's why we have to support each other. Because in that space of origin, that's where we get so vulnerable. That's when we sometimes get uncomfortable. And that's where we actually get to find our triggers. <laughs> and where we can caress ourselves when we have allowed ourselves to be. Blessings, beloved. That was all from me. And I want to extend my deepest gratitude and share this joy of completion with you. Because even though things never end, <laughs> things can come to a complete. A cycle can come to a complete. And when it is completed, then we evolve. 
and that's what I'm doing right now. So if you want to stay tuned to my projects, there's going to be a lot of them, and they're going to be have be having several different artistic expressions, which is all connected to the healing arts. And what I talk about in the healing arts is art that makes you remember who you are, who you truly are, the origin of your divine presence and essence here on earth, as in the cosmos, as above, so below. That's what I do, and that's how I want to continue to express myself, and that's what comes natural to me. So if you want to stay tuned, please make sure to go onto my webpage. You'll find the link below. Click the subscription box, and then you'll get a monthly juice and news letter. Uh, where you'll find all the juice and the news about the unfoldings and make sure that it doesn't end up in your spam folder because that can happen a lot of the times. And also if you want to get some really good discounts or offerings on my services, you'll get that through the newsletter as well. So yeah, that'll be the way to reach me. If not there, you'll find me on Instagram, of course, and on Facebook. And I'll be as busy as I can be. Um, yeah, okay. So there's a lot of exciting news and make sure you won't miss it. But this is the end of the New Earth Transmissions. And I am so happy that it is. I am so excited and I am so grateful to all of you make sure that you listen and soak all this up as much as you want it will always be available here for you and if it's not available on anchor fm forever and ever and ever it'll be available in some other form yeah and uh, make sure to connect with me if there's anything that you want to ask me about i'm here to just listen to you as well okay lots of love and uh, yeah, happy, happy, happy completion, happy new beginning, and I bid you all a very farewell. Aloha. <laughs>